Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 408. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. What up? I like that we're all Mahalo. still here, alive, healthy. Yep. Not dying from coronavirus? No deaths from coronavirus. Yeah. Maybe some hangovers from corona. Yeah. Corona. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if I do get killed by it, I'll just be the force ghost sitting here, because we, there's no rules anymore. <laughs> that, no force rules, exactly. I'm looking forward to your rules. ghost no. being on the podcast. <laughs> So, we all read comic books this week. Yep. <laughs> this week? Yep. Technically. I yes. read Giant Size X-Men number one mm-hmm. and X-Men number seven, and I read them both before this podcast started. Oh, I Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I read uh, number one issue of uh, Dark Clouds, a, or Black, Black Cloud. Cloud. It's a 10-part uh, series, and um, it was super confusing, but um, I finished it. As I got here, so <laughs> it's didn't really conclude it because it was mm-hmm. I don't know, it was a conclusion anyway. So this mm. is getting worse. We're turning into an A B C D student <laughs> order. So I'll go next. I'm the C student of the class. Um, I read uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Uh, I read it at the beginning of the podcast, um, a little bit before going into the podcast. So I get a C for preparedness. <laughs> Let's talk about that D student over there looking at me. <laughs> hey, at least it's not an E or an F. So. <laughs> you passed, right. Great. Yeah, yeah. You presented a paper. He what studied news? while the test was happening. Yeah. I didn't have to really review it because it was booze in a book, so it's just out there too. Um, but yeah, we had that. Some C2E2 news, some Disney um, news, other things that happened kind of in the nerd world this week. So sit back. Grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 408. DOC presents DJ Smith and Yardman. <laughs> Some windows. What the? It smells like funk in here. Uh, January twenty second. For one. Mm-hmm. I guess we could have done what? that. We we went through all of the oh, pages. Yeah, right. We could have just Googled it. Googled it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said to do. The person who and then he didn't do it yeah, himself. Yeah. yeah. The person who literally put the date on this would probably have Googled it instead of looking for the date. <laughs> they knew where it was and be like, ah, I'll just Google it. Charles, did you do anything fun for your leap day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I worked. Did you have a girl propose to you? Uh, not not the traditional sense of like marriage or anything, but there was a proposition. Ooh. <laughs> a business deal. No, no, no. <laughs> you didn't get uh, a form signed in triplicate to make sure that uh, everyone consents. <laughs> mm, no, I didn't get that. I got a good lawyer for you. Did Charles get a sex proposition yesterday? Oh. Charles, did you get a sex? Or proposition your boy yesterday? is becoming a man. I, <laughs> I definitely got a sex proposition from somebody you know or a stranger. Ooh. Because that changes the storyline, right? It's much more fun if I just don't tell you anything more about it. Besides... <laughs> Leave it to your imagination. Yeah. Um, dear di- Don't get it wrong. <laughs> dear Diary. Hey, this happens Jackpot. only once every four years for him, so... <laughs> mm, leak day. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> There's a pro tip that I uh, saw about Leap Day of do an annual uh, subscription to something on this date, and then if their coding sucks oh on 
billion cycles, you'd get three yeah. free years. Don't listen to Tony. But try it. <laughs> there's nobody out there whose coding is bad like that. You, you <laughs> there might be. No. There, there might be like. Not. Okay, so like uh, the Google, right? Yeah. The Kidabot Google domain. Yeah. September 29th, 2016, okay? Google, uh, this kid who was affiliated with Google at the moment just was playing around, just clicked on the button for a while, and then the transaction went through, and he's like, I can't believe it. And Google got a hold of him and said they offered him $6,006.73. If you look at the digits, it says Google, Google. Yeah. right? And he was like, mm, okay, I'll, I'll do that, but I'm going to give this money to charity. And then Google was like, we're going to double it. Great PR, fantastic PR. But what do we know now? Like, if you buy a domain, the most you can buy a domain for is 10 years before it expires, right? What do we know about that date? 2026, I'm going to be sitting there. 26. Like, <laughs> Technically, if you can make a auto-pay faster, you know Google's got auto-pay now, but yeah. if you can make right. a system or program that's faster than their auto-pay, all you're competing with is them. And if you were to get that, you don't have to be in trouble. You can give it to Google, but you got a job for life. Yeah. Payments for life. Google will hire you to click every, every they'll put you on retainer so that yeah. every 10 years No, you will have a you'll have a, spamming it. you'll have you'll have the ability to beat anybody else in the future for trying to do that to them. There are domain uh, Meanwhile, you're buying up Amazon on <laughs> as practice. <laughs> <laughs> eBay, I got that last week. The key is to do like Google. <laughs> Where it's like one letter off and then be like Google. I'm getting a lot of traffic yeah. from people misspelling Google to Google. A uh, hundred thousand dollars, please. Or Lugal from uh, Hot Tub Time Lugal, Machine. Yep. So, uh, not to really bring up real world shit because we like to stay in fantasy land and everything. Um, I was hearing about uh, C2E2 this past weekend. Uh, there's a bunch of announcements and everything that goes on with convention, but it's pretty much one of the first big ones, start of convention season, as we always kind of say. And they have uh, started to address the coronavirus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and monitoring Shiny. that and everything. And it's something that I didn't even really think of because... Although some people aren't worried about it and other people are more worried about it, it's a thing. So it does need to be addressed. And certain creators have kind of been coming out too saying, hey, man, you know, understand, you know, people want to meet us, but we're not even going to be doing like fist bumps. Um, like Tom King was like, I, I appreciate my fans and usually so- I always shake their hands, but with how many places they're going, they yeah. don't want to inadvertently spread it. But it. It's funny because it's not even like, I mean, obviously it could be if you cough into your hand and then shake somebody else's hand and then they touch their face or mouth with it, then you could get it. But like the, like if somebody walks up to you and like literally coughs in your air that you breathe in, you'll get it. It's not even like the hand shakes or the fist bumps that you need to worry about. It's the, it's in the air, breathing the same fucking air as somebody who has it. But then again, 98% of the people in the world aren't. They're just gonna get sick. They're not gonna die from it, mm-hmm. unless you already have compromised immune systems or are old. It is a very high infection, yeah. very low mortality. Right. right so, right. but what's the mortality rate right now? It's four percent, or it's two. I mean, so that's, that's a one lot, in fifty people. It is, uh, and that's for now. And you know, we'll see what it is. Tony but... just wanted to show that he could do math. <laughs> yeah. But he figured that out like three hours ago. He's like, what is it? Saving 1%? it up for this. I had to do that on a calculator. <laughs> Anthony, correct me to 2%. <laughs> I will say, along the same lines, uh, Game Developer Conference, which is a pretty big one for like displaying a lot of stuff in games, that's also actually been postponed to the summer. 
because so many people have dropped out right yeah. now. Um, the GDC is, you know, coronavirus is really hitting Asia hard, obviously China, but a lot of those other countries. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of gaming world is in Japan. And so a lot of those companies are, you know, basically every company is saying no one travel anywhere right. to their employees. So right. it is affecting stuff, even if it's not affecting like your specific field or whatever. Um, well, for, yeah. for me in particular, I wasn't even thinking about you know, going yeah. to cons and I'm, now I'm like, oh shit. So let's think about, I mean, normally before a con, we give our little like hygiene spiel, like shower and yes. wear deodorant, but also like now wash your hands. Bring hand sanitizer <laughs> everywhere like, you go. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, don't touch your face. Don't touch your friend's face. But here's the thing, though. If you're rifling through comics and stuff, other people's hands have rifled through those comics. And yeah. If... It's significantly harder to get uh, this virus specifically from doing so. Like, okay, so at Meyer we get a lot of our uh, product from China, like a lot of our clothes and stuff. And a lot of our shipments are on hold at the Customs and Border Protection because of this. But it's not because of the product, because all the product tests negative. It's the people coming through. Well, one of my uh, on the boats. One of I'm my coworkers about. for the parts that I get at my job comes with bubble wrap. Yeah, and he's like, "Don't pop that. That air's from China." Oh, <laughs> Somebody breathed into it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they blow up bubble wrap in China, oh. is they have somebody sitting there with a straw breathing into it. <laughs> Just imagine, though, an outbreak <laughs> of this happening right at a Comic-Con, like fanboys oh. versus zombies were oh my prophetic. God. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though this doesn't turn well, into you zombies. Well, were, you, but... were were, you were in that comic, right? Yeah. yeah so that means it's going to happen to you. Shit. <laughs> no, but I was safe in the background. It was at Motor City, too, right? Yep. Was that where that Tony, I'm going to be uh, calling in for the podcast for the relative future. <laughs> We're all just I was thinking this is a great opportunity to create a sign over bathrooms where people, you know, just like in this far side, whatever, this when somebody walks hands? out and says, did not wash hands. Oh, yeah. bing, 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 oh, bing, 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 yeah. Right? I already, like, was been going around talking to different companies about maybe putting a sign up. So yeah, I'll just get started on that sign now and bank off this corona. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Well, uh, we'll get into more news and everything coming from the big uh, show there in Chicago. But uh, let's start off with some reviews. I got nothing this week, so... You read nothing? You're such bullshit. What? You're such bullshit, You're such bullshit. (laughs) You are such bullshit. (laughs) He always gives us a hard time anytime we don't read or don't have news. He's like all proud. I didn't read anything. So one this time. And... Oh no! <laughs> don't even, because you know that that's not true. If this was leap there day, was like, it'd be okay. There was like a whole year. Yeah. Once every four years, it's fine. <laughs> there was like a whole year where it was just Tony and I, and I was literally the only person doing reviews for like a whole year. So that's don't not even. True. Don't even. It is too. Go back and listen. We have proof. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> literally <listen>. recorded. <laughs> I read uh, Black Cloud. Um, you know about this? You heard about this? You know about this? Hmm? No. I've seen a black cloud. That's about all I know about it. Um, here's the cover. Okay, it's just this this girl. This is what intrigued me. This girl has got this uh, like it's like a lightsaber like a lightsaber handle with, with lightning coming out of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think the font on the the title is pretty interesting too. It's like the letters are kind of cut off a little bit. Um, From image. That's probably some kind of uh, suggestion on you know something about. And then there, in the background, uh, she's standing in a subway. In the background, it says exit, and then there's a little no spray painted in front of the exit, and it says no exit instead. Ah. 
So it starts off like uh, <laughs> this this girl's walking around, right? Um, like homeless, like. At, at one point, she like drops her change next to a vendor, so he would go pick it up, and she take she could take the tip jar, you know. She's been doing it a while, it seems, and it, it's just I don't know. It's so confusing, and then all of a sudden, it cuts to this like really uh, saturated in two different colors, purple and blue. Um, area with these kids you could tell they're buying drugs from this girl and one of the guys complaining like is this gonna mess with my um I can't even think of it the name of the drug Vivivan or something like that or you ever heard of that? whatever anyways you're a drug expert so <laughs> if you haven't heard Whoa. it <laughs> disclaimer <that's> <laughs> um I'm sorry I skipped over this see I'm really confused here okay in, in the beginning it talks about like these uh these um they, it seems like they're in the future after society's broken down or something and they, they've created monsters. They're drawing stuff on the cave wall so they remember this shit, right? It's a post, or what's it called? A dystopian post future. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah. And then this huge fucking creature comes out of nowhere. And then it just cuts to the homeless girl, right? And then it cuts to the uh, lady selling drugs. And then she, this lady selling drugs, she grabs this dude, right, who just took the drugs. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. And they fall into a pool of water next to them. And then they're transported to this black and white diner, or it's actually a high, like a fancy restaurant sort of. It's all in black and white. And then um, the kids, the kids freaking out because he's he's like, "What the hell's going on here?" Like they're in black and white, and they see that everything's it's in, in black, black and, and white. white. That would be very trippy. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and she's like, "I'm gonna fix this real quick." And she she draws something on a piece of paper that was in color, and then she touches it, and then the color transfers to her, and she becomes a color amongst a bunch of people who are like in awe of seeing this person walk by. It, it has full color, everything, right? And then she touches him, and it could sort of like affects him and changes his clothing and stuff, so he like doesn't stand out so much. And then they run into some, like the owner of the diner or the, the owner of the restaurant, and he's in color too, which is sort of weird. And they're complaining about this thing that happened in the past, and they don't really talk about it. But then they they leave the area back to the regular world, right? And then they sort of go their separate ways. And at some point, again, she's like in a bathtub or whatever, and there's water again, and she like like sort of. Slink, slinks, slinks back into the water and mm-hmm. falls back to the water a little bit in the bathtub and then she goes to this black and white again and he's there the the kid somehow and she, she's color and so is he and they're talking to that fancy restaurant owner again mm. and she like blows puff of uh, dust or from the ground into the the bouncer's uh, face and he's like immobilized but it's also in color it was and it doesn't really wrap up that well if you want to be confused uh, please join me there's ten. <laughs> there's ten fully, um, fully done already uh, comics. You know the series of ten, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna stop here because that's not fair at all for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I have to learn. This, they got me. So they this, hooked me. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This was written by. I feel like I read this before, but I can't recall it. But this was written by Jason Latour, who I love. He's the guy who created Spider Gwen, and he also did Southern Bastards, which is a really weird, violent, crazy-ass book. So, it sounds about on par for his sort of oh. I noticed that the next, the next book has um, all these, like, red hats that say Dream Big. You know, like the Trump hat or whatever, it's oh, yeah. or something. Right? Yeah. But this one says Dream or it says dream Huge, and she's got the hat on once. And then the next one, there's all these people wearing the Dream Huge hat. I'm just... I can't know. wait to hear... I want to hear, like, every single... Like, you have to... Usually we don't advocate for like reviewing every single book, but since this has already been out for a while, I feel like I want to keep hearing Charles's specific review about this. Well, I want to also series. bring up there when this came out, almost every review is the same thing of 
what the fuck did I just read? <laughs> like, so you're not you're not by yourself. I mean, and everyone's like saying they're intrigued you know by no, it, I'm but gonna, it's I'm gonna come up with my own uh, <laughs> reasoning behind everything before I learn stuff, and then I'll compare, <laughs> I'll compare the two things. <coughs> <coughs> and then next time I talk about this, it'll be I, I thought this was going to happen, and then I'll tell them what exactly actually what happened. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, uh, I like that you're getting into these weird ass indie comics because man. Uh, they are definitely not like. I mean, you you have you have expectations with Marvel and DC, right? Like mm-hmm. of what's going to happen, but you just never know what the they live by happen. rules. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's when you have something that's so established in a universe, even if you change the rules of the universe, you you're beholden to the rules of the fans, right? Who've been reading it for eighty right. years, you know. Whereas if you're creating your own, your own. I mean, you have there's no rules. It's just whatever the yep. fuck you want to do. Oh, Magic, science, whatever you want the rule, uh, physics to be. Yeah. You know. Acid. Yep. Which is what it sounds like is the driving force. Oh, this, no suggestions. I'm going to cover my own. Right? So, I feel like you winked just now. Acid. Eh? Major hallucinogenic. No, I don't have any acid on me. <laughs> Wait, let me check. Isn't that recommended on page one? Please take acid before reading this uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I read this week, I read... Um, X-Men, uh, Giant Size X-Men number one, uh, Jean Grey and Emma Frost, written by Jonathan Hickman. And um, Giant Size X-Mens tend to be in continuity, but they're always something special about them. Like, I think the new team is was first uh, debuted in a Giant Size X-Men, right, Tony? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the very first one. Um so this was this takes place after X-Men number five. You kind of got to read that one to understand what's going on in this one. But <clears throat> more than anything, it's fucking beautiful to look at. Like the art in it is amazing. It's mostly wordless. Um, Jean and Emma have to go into Storm's brain because she just collapses and blood's like coming out of her face. On the ground, we gotta get in that brain. And yeah, yeah. The basically, <laughs> we don't need no doctors. <laughs> that's that's basically they got. They want to go see what's what's going on, and they're in this this mindscape, her mindscape, and it's just it's intense and crazy and beautiful, and um, it, it has to do with the uh, children of the vault. Which Tony, do you know who the children of the vault are? No. So the children of the vault are these villains, this team. Of kids who were who aren't mutants and they're not really humans anymore either. They were put in this vault where time uh, occurs faster than the outside world. So they've evolved throughout thousands and thousands of years to become like these superhuman people with powers, but they're not mutants. It's just it's natural human evolution. So basically, what they're saying is if get Given enough time, humans will evolve Basically, is to have CRISPR? powers to kind of like <laughs> combat the mutants a little bit. But it is is it's an it's an interesting little little side story that they go into. So that one was really good. I really like the art. I also read um, X Men number seven, the main the main storyline running through, written by Jonathan Hickman, and this one was really fucking in- interesting because it it talks about the uh, No More Mutants event a little bit, right? So a decade ago maybe now, the they had this event where the Scarlet Witch was like, no more mutants. And she got rid of 
mutants. Mm -hmm. Millions and millions of mutants lost their powers. They basically became human. And they've stuck with that story being continuity since then. So very slowly the mutant population has been building. But what they're doing now is they're, they have this thing called the Crucible on Krakoa, where the mutants who have lost their powers can basically sacrifice themselves so that they'll be reborn and have their powers back. Mm-hmm. But they've determined that not everybody can do it all at once, so they have to go through these trials, and then they have to fight Apocalypse, and he has to kill them in order for them to be reborn with their powers. And it's like this whole really intense idea behind like them regenerating their population, mutants getting their powers back. Mm-hmm. Um, Apocalypse is talking to the girl that's getting, one of the Guthrie girls, getting her powers back, and he's like, don't you feel humiliated? Don't you feel like you let down your family by losing your powers and like trying to make her feel really shitty about herself? And it was like, why would you want to be a normal human? You know, you need to take back your mutinous sort of thing. And it's just, and then through the whole. As if it's her fault that she lost it? Yeah, but this is Apocalypse. He, yeah. he, <laughs> he did, I Look mean, what you did. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically. But through the whole thing, Scott and Kurt, Nightcrawler, are talking about how they feel about this and. And and how they don't necessarily agree with it, and what happens when they die and then they're remade. Because Kurt is very religious, like he has some sort of, for some reason, even though he's seen the worst of humanity, faith, and uh, he's concerned about what what happens to the soul when these mutants mm-hmm. die and then they're remade. Is there like? Something that happens to it in the in-between time. Like, it's very, like, philosophical for a fucking X-Men book. Um, it has literally nothing to do with the main storyline at all. This is kind of like a... Like a one-shot yeah, side story. Yeah, but it was really, really good. And it actually, you sit there and you think, and you're like, eh. I mean, I don't want to spend that much energy thinking about the philosophy of what happens to the X-Men when they die, but now I am. And I'm thinking about it for quite a while. So, Jonathan Hickman is fucking, like, I can't, what, I just don't understand that man. He's so good. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of, like, teleportation in movies and stuff, where they have these two uh, places, right? One is a sending, one is receiving, like a copy and paste. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of the times in the movies, um, I kind of just figured the person on this side is destroyed and copied and just becomes, you know, information, and then placed down again, and whatever you think you go into this thing but then another copy of you comes out the other one and it's not you anymore right yeah. it's just a copy you you basically die here it's like um it's like that movie with uh hugh jackman and christian bale the uh, prestige the prestige right oh, yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. teleportation device device uh made by um tesla uh, not, yeah. not teleportation yeah. yeah it's a copy you make a copy of yourself right that's why it kills the other one right yeah, and that's... And he, the guy, he dies over and over and over again. Right. So well, that's essentially what they're doing in this. They die and they recreate the shells of a body and then they download their thoughts and all and their memories and all that stuff from Cerebro into them. Mm. So it's not even like... I mean, it's exactly that. So it, it's, it's an interesting... It's an interesting thought. I don't know how much this is gonna actually going to play into the story at all, <clears throat> but it was just a really interesting and good little side story for them to take on, I thought. Cool. Uh, I read Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Um, when was that published? <laughs> <laughs> it was published uh, four ninety nine U.S. dollars. Oh, this uh, 
our struggle earlier to discover when it was published. You Googled it. It was it's January, January 22nd so. or something like that, yeah. Um, from what I could tell, <laughs> 1 and 2 are out. Uh, 3, I'm sure, sure, will be out soon. Um, 3 just came out this week. There you go. Very soon. Possibly immediately oh. soon. <laughs> really. Possibly already. Um, so soon it's in the past. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I haven't read a whole lot of Guardians of the Galaxy in the past. Uh, so, you know, my lore is somewhat limited in general. Uh, there was a couple things in it that connected to some other events that have happened in the Marvel Universe and the current go of it, uh, of the characters kind of... They kind of present the, the team as being somewhat exhausted with having to constantly save the universe or whatever planet or, you know, all these things. So they're basic. they're actually having a cookout. They're like having a picnic cookout. They're outside hanging out. And uh, Nova shows up and is like, I need your help. You know, standard, I'm a hero and there's a villain and we need your help. So there's a lot of like world stuff going on that you, if you had read stuff in the past, you probably understand more. Things like the Kree Civil War and uh, that's being put on pause because, uh, and this is the one part that's introduced here, is the villains are the Greek gods. So, um... All of the Olympus gods are uh, now uh, superpowered in some way. They went through like the negative zone. They haven't really given. They don't really give an explanation, but basically, they went through the negative zone and they came out the other side more powerful than they should be for Earth gods. And so they're kind of just wreaking havoc on the whole universe. They have this floating Olympus spaceship thing that's kind of the core of their power. So it's going through space and. Uh, so it's actually not really a Guardians of the Galaxy. It's uh, Star-Lord and Rocket because mm. the rest stay behind. They're like, we don't want to be involved. We're tired. And so Star-Lord feels a sense of duty to help people. So he walks out to the ship and Rocket is there. And one thing that's funny is uh, on the cover you can see it. Rocket is in a suit, like mm -hmm. a business suit. From the 80s. Um, from the 80s. And he wears it. Like, he's, the whole time, he's in the middle of battle, they're flying on the spaceship, he doesn't change his suit. He keeps that thing on. So like, <laughs> like my advice again. He doesn't have, like, a battle suit or anything. Uh, it's very cool. Looks great. Um, it looks ridiculous when he's fighting, um, like, these weird statues. Does he ever hold an Uzi? That would be perfect. He, I have not seen an Uzi. Oh, he uh, did have a pistol that he was wielding. Um, it's a cool start. The... They have some other characters in there. Um, they've got Marvel Boy, I think is what he said. He's like, I'm Marvel Boy. And my power... He basically just lists his powers off. He's like, my fingernails are uh, like an explosive. And my saliva <laughs> is a psychedelic. I just, had this, <laughs> I just had this flashback to that Family Guy episode where they get powers and Meg's powers yes. and grow her, <laughs> her fingernails. <laughs> grow fingernails slightly longer. Yeah. Did he list um, off his like weaknesses too? Like also, my weaknesses are. He didn't list off his weaknesses. He said. Are you writing this down. Here we are. It says he says, "Call me Marvel Boy." He says, "I'm a parallel universe Cree." So they've got some parallel universe stuff going on. So it sounds like an event has happened previously that I'm not aware of, where some un uh, you've got some universe hoppers. Uh, we've got another character who was I'd have to find the name again, but she is the uh, Captain Marvel of a different universe. Um, and so she is now in this universe helping them fight out. She's got, you know, a superhero with them. I guess it's like it's essential to like list a, a bunch of things in one quick moment 
like to keep things moving forward so you don't yeah. have to like question this why this happened they're not spending too much time Take on a moment here you go it's this not, guy it's not required here it is it's not required to know these things but yeah it says call me marvel boy parallel universe kree i'm allied with this faction and he says i can walk on walls my fingernails are an explosive compound and my i like puppies my saliva is a psychedelic drug and I have total control over my body and mind. So he can't make out with somebody unless they're like down for the trip. It sounds. It like, sounds right? well. He says he has total control, so maybe it's a uh, not all the time he can make it work. But he also carries his own laws of physics as a weapon. So he basically has a limited bu- space bubble of space where he can determine the laws of physics around him, uh, which it isn't really utilized in this first comic. But um, yeah, I thought it was overall really good. Uh, I do have number two with me, and we'll probably be reading it either tonight or sometime this week. Um, oh, he's enhanced <laughs> with insect DNA. Mm. Well, that that'll would, do it. That would explain the, boy. the hallucinogenic saliva. I feel like I've always wanted my power, like if I could have powers, to be like teleportation, but now I'm thinking... Psychedelic Trippy saliva. saliva. This is yeah. kind of the way to go, right? Don't let her lick you. <laughs> You could really like make yourself a like a worshipped being. Okay, at so that you just point, like right? for like a while a you just <laughs> drool into a fucking uh, <laughs> squirt gun for a while. Yeah, yeah. Just keep drooling, right? <laughs> and then you just go around squirting. Right, people, right, right. At parties. It's like a better version of Typhoid Mary, where instead of oh, killing people yeah. that she much kisses, and much more direct, a, a, yeah. good, a good trip. Please <laughs> um, <laughs> sign this waiver for consent. <laughs> All right. Well, Tony, Tony, what'd you read? Yeah. Tony, what, what was, was it? it again? I thought you said you read something. Yeah. I read some text messages that I sent drunk last night <laughs> that I didn't remember doing that until the next morning. That's the best part fun. is that last night uh, we were at Duke's and I told, asked, or Tony came up and uh, I forget what we were chatting about, but he was like, uh, I said, well, did you text them? It was talking about a person. And I was like, did you text them? He's like, oh, no, no. It looks like he texted them. <laughs> texted many of them. Yeah. It's just we only talked about one person. And so it turns out I should have asked, did you text anybody? anybody? Actually, I should go back through and make sure I didn't text you that one person. You need to make those, um, those like phone things where you do a breathalyzer before you can get into your phone. Yep. That's what a couple before people you can told text me anybody. today. Yeah. You can get into Uber just fine. But <laughs> you have to breathalyze to text people. Right, right. Just the messaging. Only app. certain people that, you know, only certain you, you when you're sober... <laughs> and realistic, right? Yeah, yeah. You put the, you put you a little lock on them. them for. <laughs> well, I'm starting to drink right now. <laughs> so we we sang uh, Whitney Houston's uh, "I Will Always Love You." Yeah, it is. It was like anytime there was the high note. Oh my god! Because of how high our pitches were and bad, it was like wolves howling into the night. <laughs> There was no musicality to it. It was just a s- screaming. I could feel my vocal cords just shattering under the pressure. There was some was random doing. girl that came up to me to put the microphone close to my mouth. I'm like, bitch, I know how to sing, <laughs> and I know that I'm not going to hit this high note, so I'd rather have it farther away from. She's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah, I want to hear it all. But uh, speaking of Dude, text baby. messages. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So a couple weeks ago, Tony texted oh, me, gosh. Anthony. Um, and I was supposed to bring it up a couple of weeks ago, but then you weren't here. Yeah. And then I totally forgot last week. So, <clears throat> the text message says, please, please, please 
Remind me on Sunday to make Anthony show you his rapping Jesus tunes at youth group. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to yeah, which yeah. I responded, there's no way I'm going to forget to remind you of that. And then I did. And then you did. And then I did. Did you remember that week that I wasn't there? Uh, and then I just wasn't I believe you did because then he didn't show up and so we didn't right, right, bring right, right, up right. I think like you're going to make him do a gift to give for Christmas. No, no, no. no. Nope. Like, Rapping with an R. Like, like singing. And these kids are all into it. Yeah, the kids got hype. So the song itself is called um, This Is Living, I believe. And in it, uh, Lecrae, who is more of a well-known, he does some like somewhat mainstream, he's not just a Christian rapper stuff. But he does a rap portion of it. And so I actually knew it. The song was playing as we entered in. So I just grabbed the mic and laid down a rap. And the kids got pretty hyped. I was pretty excited about it. <laughs> Don't play the whole thing because it won't pick up an audio you know, here. But I want to see Lindsay's face when... I kind of want to see also see Charles's face. Because his face right now is enjoyable. He looks very confused. He's like, <laughs> he's like intrigued. He's like, go on. <laughs> here we go. Uh, and people at home can't hear this, but they might be able to, can they? They won't even know what the audio is. <laughs> That's enough. But, uh, <laughs> You have a burgeoning uh, career there. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, I could hit up <clears throat> West. There's a lot of churches in West Michigan. Yeah. And I could really get a career started uh, going around just rapping that <laughs> one part of that one song. I didn't sing the whole song. You were getting real part. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, real, real. I was, like, getting low, and I was, yeah. like, getting in the crowd, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. It was exciting. They were getting into it, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. You are so cool. <laughs> Thanks, That's Charles. Awesome. That Thanks, Charles. Awesome. <laughs> Oh, enough uh, about us. Uh, I didn't know we had a famous person on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to go to these groups now. And, just <laughs> and to see, just he just to showed us his nipples, which yeah, is yeah, even yeah. more oh, exciting. Man. Oh, <laughs> you're excited to feel these nipples. <laughs> it's getting a little hot in here, guys. You're confused to <laughs> feel these nipples. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> you see in Liar Liar when um, he's looking for somebody to try his lie out after they do the birthday wish again? Yeah. He like grabs his nipples and looks around. Who will I try out? And then walks over and gets slapped real quick. Do you remember that? Yes. It reminded me of that right now. He like grabbed his nipples when he had Again, I have to say, mm -hmm. the, the more we do this, the more I think this podcast benefits from uh, video. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see your face. The podcast does, but do we benefit right, right, right. from the video? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Bob Iger's uh, stepped down. As the CEO of Walt Disney Company. And it's actually a step down. It's not a quote unquote step down where he was fired or anything like that. Right. It was like a legitimate, I'm just tired of doing this. I'm yeah, there, and there was, well, he was talks that he was wanting to step down, but then the Fox acquisition happened. And so he had to kind of yeah. lead the ship. He's been part of a lot of making Disney. Like he pretty much has gone out and got all the Infinity Stones like Pixar and Fox and yep. Marvel and Star Wars and all those that, you know, he is the, the real life Thanos, but in a maybe good way? Because I still think that them buying everything is not good intellectually wise for... It's not good? I, I Monopolies, I think, are bad just well, in general. Maybe in the future we can stop people from playing the same or playing two different characters in the same Marvel Universe. 
uh, you know, the guy who played Captain America as oh, as Human Torch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, there's yeah. a there's a a black lady in um, was it a uh, Civil War? She's also she also plays in um, oh shoot, what's the um, what's the Invincible guy from the 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 show? The Marvel uh, show. Oh, uh, you're talking about uh, Luke Cage. John, yeah, Luke. <laughs> or no, yeah, Luke Cage. Right. Johnny Cage. <laughs> she was also in that as a different character. Yeah. I I was like, what the hell? You can't just cast good people, or you just got to stick with the same thing. And I don't know. I it think, drives me crazy. I think I, that's your biggest <laughs> issue. No, if that fixed that and it would never happen again, it's so awesome. Well, <laughs> for me, I think this is a double-edged sword case. You've got some real cool advantages. Mm-hmm. We couldn't have gotten. A, an Avengers, which is like yeah. a once in a lifetime I mean, experience. I mean, that was pretty have, amazing. Um, without these kinds of purchases, but I do agree that I mean, it's kind of like the kind king concept. The best ruler would be a kind king because he could just get stuff done without red tape, and he'd be doing things that were good for people. But if the next king is not a great guy, you know, then it kind of does it. Same with Disney. We've got one person in charge of everything. If they're good people, then the intellectual property will be great, but then if they all of a sudden start shutting down creativity, it starts right. to get pretty limited. So I want to go down this uh, train of thought in a second. That's sac- what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> I use bigger words, I'm sorry. <laughs> but one of the biggest things coming from this, well, Bob is being replaced by Bob. Um, I'm so- confused. <laughs> Wait. Bob, Bob Who's Ch- playing Bob? Bob Chapek is going to be the new CEO. Bob who? Uh, Chapek. Is this the Bob from Office Space? K. Bob and Bob? <laughs> yes, yeah. the Bobs. Bobbers. And uh, one of the biggest um, things that people have been talking about is how he is more of a merchandising, uh, more of the... He's on the parks and stuff. Parks, yeah. yeah. And some people <laughs> do not like him for what he has done to the parks by turning them into just merchandising um, shills of what they used go, to be. Go build a lightsaber, go buy this and build this. Yes, yeah. and so I am also kind of on the fence of, am I going to like this guy's direction or not? However, one of the things that Bob had done differently than Bob is... <laughs> Wait, I, Bob, Bob Iger is one. Bob 1. Yeah. And then the other Bob is Bob 17. Let's <laughs> use the last name. So Iger uh, had pretty much pulled back a lot of those new Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. He was thinking having too much was not a good thing for the series and some people also thought that he was stepping down because of how disastrous these last couple Star Wars movies happened. So that's not true at all, but he was not wanting to put that out there where um, Chapek, I hope that's how you pronounce the last name uh, he is all about the merchandising, so how do you get more merchandise? By having more content out there, so Will we get more Star Wars? Is it needed? Uh, we'll get more shows maybe on Disney Plus announced. Like just getting more of the entertainment part then comes around into merchandise. And so I think there could be more content coming. But then again, will it be good content or not? We'll have to be seen. Right. Huh? Left to be seen, huh? Mm. No? Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> maybe. Isn't that Obi-Wan thing coming? Right. <laughs> is it a show or a movie? Obi-Wan? It's a show. Uh, show. Yeah. And that's what I think. I hope we'll they focus on. Goes. If they're going to start releasing a bunch more content, I hope they they focus it at Disney, at the Disney streaming service. Because then if it's like <laughs> shitty, well, then you just don't do the show anymore. Yeah. Right? We're not, we're not getting a whole movie from fucking him wanting to put out a new a Star toy. Wars toy. Yeah. That is my concern. Something like, you know... This is how that kind of mentality 
is how the Star Wars Christmas special gets made. Uh, it's to like we need to sell Wookiee toys. I love this. Make the Star Wars Christmas special so that kids love it. And then uh, humanity is lessened as a whole right. because of its creation. <laughs> so Is it, though? I mean, the aliens are listening to our broadcasts, and that definitely, we lost some points there. So <laughs> if we could not get another one of those, um, I think, like, Porgs are cute, and BB-8's adorable, and the toys are adorable, but they should be, let's take a good property, and then from that good property, we can make toys out of it, not let's, what toys can we make and right. then make a property around it, so... So, going along the lines of Disney owning everything, there was rumors last week after um, Dan DiDio was let go that Disney might swoop in and buy the publishing side of DC. It's never where, happen. where DC would still retain the characters, but would kind of lease it out for Marvel to just do the comic side so they can still fuck up their own movies and everything, too. But... Uh, Jim Lee had a panel at C2E2 and addressed a lot of different things, one of which was this. Now, first off, the panel was announced, meet the co-publishers panel. Yeah, and then it became a Jim Lee. Yeah, it just became uh, a Jim Lee spotlight. And uh, with that, he had said how we've been DC for 85 years and we're going to be around for another 85 and trying to put those rumors to rest. Now, granted... He might not be necessarily in the know if AT&T wants to just go ahead and do these things. Which is the thing I think is funny is we're saying Jim Lee isn't in the know, but all these rumors are coming from somebody who I will not name because I named him last week and called him names. But <laughs> they're coming from that same fucking guy, and I don't know why he thinks he would know and yeah. nobody else in D.C. would know. That's It's just it's one of those things of where you read it and you're like, hmm, that's never going to fucking happen. But no. you still entertained it enough right. to be like, but Weirder things did. have happened, yeah. and Disney has spent lots of money on acquiring things. I don't even think, though, they would want to necessarily do that. By DC? That would just be a lot of headache, I feel. Oh, well, I guess they could keep them separate. They would it's be. like, but why? Yeah. I mean, why? What's Unless the they're going to get all of everything yeah. of it, where then they could... They would really have every, pretty much, property and character that would ever yeah. be used for movies... But think of the crossovers in the movie crossovers. Yeah, it's, well, I it's, mean... It's not worth it, Tony. It's not. It's too much of a sacrifice. Too much of a cost. So he uh, also addressed the Snyder Cut, which at this point, Who that is just that is just a meme yeah. at this point. Like, hearing people say it, it's one of those just jokes. Yeah. I don't think it's going to change anyone's mind how shitty the movie was. Because whatever they filmed, and if they cut it out a couple different things, I don't think we'll save it or make it any better. But there are still people holding out hope that it's the Schneider cut. It's done. Justice League, right? And yeah. everyone, half the place says that it wasn't even cut in a way to have that. Uh, Snyder says that he has a full cut of his vision of it. I'm not going to take that. And that terrible jokes. One of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> if there's more, then mm, it's going to make it worse. Yeah. Uh, so a question that was given to Jim was, you know, can we get an official stance on this? And he kind of did, uh, you know, half of, we don't want to alienate people that want to see it, but also there's people that do want to see it. So people saying, you know, that those people are stupid, you know, you just be civil and he didn't say anything I mean, of substance. God, who the fuck cares? 
That's what I want to know. Like, why is this a point of contention for people? Oh, you want to see a Snyder cut of Justice League? You're fucking stupid. <laughs> like, come on, guys. <laughs> I think it's that always comes down to like a purist. Um, I haven't created, and I'm not as like an insult, but like it's like people who typically haven't created a lot of their own. They've bonded onto something that somebody else has created, yeah. and so as soon as it changes it and all, it's the like Justice uh, League is the thing they chose to bond to. I do feel like I want to call them names now. Just pity them. <laughs> Just pity them. Uh, out of C2E2, there is a lot of event news. So, like, they announced the next X-Men event, which mm. does not have me excited. It has me excited. It reminds me of the Thor hammer <laughs> event, Give right? Where samples. everybody got a hammer. This is X-Men Swords. Sword. Well, what's yeah. it called? Sword of X? Sword, uh, <laughs> X of Sword, but it's Ten of Swords. Yeah, I know. That's what I was yeah, going to yeah. say. We can't make that mistake again. <laughs> it's Ten of Swords. Swocks. Hawks, Pox, and Swocks. We were just having this conversation about the X and how somebody got it wrong. They were doing a presentation on something. All they had to do was read from the slides. And they kept on saying X instead of Ten all the time because of the Roman numeral, right? And they were joking about how Professor Ten at one oh. point. At one point, like, <laughs> it's actually Professor Ten, but nobody says it right. No, it, it was never spoken out loud. Yeah, yeah, it was you're always reading the fucking comic, yeah. right? And then they go to make movies like Professor X, you know, and it's actually Ten Men. <laughs> ten Men, that's it. <laughs> well, they really fucked that one. Yeah, really, then. just <laughs> the movies thought it was one guy. In reality, it was ten small. Men in a trench coat <laughs> oh as a professor. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like I don't know. There's this spl- this big art splash art thing that they put out with everybody's rocking a sword, and they're supposed to be like swords of legend. And I just don't understand why it. Is, okay, so <laughs> this how? I love the image, like the the preview image that they put out. It is so anime. Like, the image itself doesn't look anime, but just the concept. Wolverine has a sword. Yeah. He has six of them already (laughs) on his hands. And in the picture, he's not even using his life. He's like, why would I use invincible metal sword when I could use legendary Well, that looks like Elektra's sword. And you've got, like, you've got, like, laser swords and... Um, it's it's well, just very anime. Maybe there's a story behind the sword. Well, like, it's just a that picture sword, too, though. It's the sword that killed his best friend, and he wants to get revenge with the sword instead mm-hmm. of his blade. <clears throat> Cyclops has a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes me what? think. Of, it makes me think of Final Fantasy. Yeah, Cyclops. This is like has a exactly lightsaber. like a Final Fantasy esque, where the hero uses the ten swords of his ancestors, the the ancestor kings, to bring down the villain. You, you know? really want to get into it? Why, are they all falling from certain spot? Did the land just break away? They all seem to be jumping from an area that doesn't exist. Um, Is Nightcrawler just poofing them into an area? I yes. don't know. Maybe. That poof. There's not enough smoke. It's a little <laughs> hyperspacy on the picture, but obviously this is, you yeah, know, it's just, probably not going to be an someone going comic, crazy, but. right? So here's the reason why I think this is going to be great. One, it's Jonathan Hickman. So yeah. he can do no wrong. Two, from what you've he, already, he also... You've already made a big mistake there. <laughs> What he was saying is this is going to be like one of those old school crossover events where you legit need to pick up this one that will continue in the next uh, series where right now we kind of had some crossover events that mainly their title book had an element or two, but really wasn't you need to then... There was an event book and then the event kind of bled over into Some of the titles, titles, but they weren't 
Well, this is going to be, you need to read X-Men, and then you need to read X-Force next. Maybe read X-Men again, and then go to it Marauders. Was like, like Absolute Carnage. We just had that not too long, terribly long ago. And it was like, uh, read these two, but maybe read these yeah. two. The Hulk's pretty good, but it has no connection to anything. Yeah. Right. And this is going to be a 15-part crossover as yeah. well. So, again, fuck, I have to buy all these comics. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that uh, I also like about it is that um, pretty much they're, they're coming up against the new bad guy, and they need to get all of these uh, powerful swords that have been through the history of Marvel um, to be used to defend uh, Kakroa, their island nation. Yeah. So... And we were talking about a mutant nation that has some of the most powerful mm -hmm. people on the planet who live there, and now they need swords, too? I will say, <laughs> the, the one advantage to something like that, because it seems so weird, because you have basically pseudo-level gods, yeah. you know, is what these are. But it, it is, you know, and that's like an mm. old-school concept, is the idea of mysterious villain only killable by mysterious blade. I mean, yeah. Samurai Jack. Or sure. Haku could Maybe only be slain by that one mystical blade. Under the policy that everybody looks cooler with a sword. Like, if you're yeah. like a nun with a sword, cool. A baby <laughs> with a sword, cool. Yeah. Like a baby Just sword, though. Think about it, though. Like a, a, a sword holding like a, a sword? sword? Cool. A sword. Deadpool already has swords. A baby so. with a claymore. Just a gigantic sword. <laughs> So I'm just I'm more curious for dress? what they talk about the history of some of these sword swords, mm -hmm. um, because there are ones that have been mentioned even in recent times, like in the Venom books, um, King Thor and everything, and one of one in particular, the Muromasa blade, Muromasa, yeah, which is the only thing that could really kill Wolverine. Um, I'm assuming that's the sword that he's holding there, anyways, but. I think it, it, it'd be fun. Obviously, as you're saying, yes, they they are mutants. Yeah, maybe just, they lose their powers. Well, either that or like the villain is like somebody that is dampens yeah, powers. Yeah, 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 something like I that. Think, I think mean, I think it know, would be but... cool, and we'll, we'll see. I think it would be cool if they can still have the full range of their powers. It's just they can't and finish the swords. fight. Yeah, they just can't finish the fight with their powers. <laughs> it you know? seems like. That's a little much. They could throw <laughs> off the villain with like a Cyclops optic blast, but it's not some. He's not going to be injured by it. You know, he can use it as a strategy. Um, I really hope because Nightcrawler's my favorite X Men, and I feel like he's gotten a bad treatment like ninety eight percent of the history of X Men. He has cool portions, but um, this is his thing. I mean, he's used swords yeah. anyway, so I would love to see him. <clears throat> which Chris Claremont. There's going to be a Nightcrawler series, I think, coming out which is going to be written by Chris Claremont, and he's done it in the past. So if you are a fan of Nightcrawler, you I'll should definitely it. pick up anything Chris Claremont has written via vis-a-vis -vis Nightcrawler. Uh, fucking Chris Claremont. To me, he's the guy that can do no wrong in terms of the X-Men. Uh, we'll see what Hickman has. What if there's, there's like a miscommunication between the writer and the artist? And it said X of swords. Maybe it's X of S words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I got it wrong. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> We're working with liberations here, kids. <laughs> uh, the other event that's coming out soon that they talked about at uh, C2E2 is Empire. Marvel Empire. Which, I, I guess I'm not up and up on what's happening with the Kree and the Skrull because it seems like they're 
combining forces to, uh, I don't know, attack the Earth, it sounds like. So that'll be interesting because those are two races of aliens that generally don't play well together. Yeah. So um, at the con, they released a list of the books that you should read going up to this. And it's like old school shit. Like they're talking about Fantastic Four number two and Avengers Annual number 14, Fantastic Four 257, Avengers 347. I think this is all like scroll based history. How did they expect most of the people to get a hold of these? Uh, I mean, you can um, you can read old comics online. Mm-hmm. I think if you get there's a Marvel Here comes a sponsor. <laughs> there's there's, <laughs> there's a there's a Marvel subscription service you can actually sign up for that lets you read a lot of their older comics. Are you looking these for older probably. comics? <laughs> Boy, have I got the answer for you. Sign up for Marvel insert sponsor. <laughs> <here. It's... laughs> Are you looking for insert sponsor yeah. name totally <laughs> product? Edit, edit this part in. Uh, sponsorship. You ever been in a party? (laughs) 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 Uh, So that's, those are the two, I I didn't see really anything coming out of DC in terms of events. They keep talking about 5G. Jim Lee mentioned how like everyone's getting their panties in a bunch about 5G and he's like, it's not even really a thing. Like everyone thinks it's going to be this big event that's going to change the continuity of DC and he's like, it's not, that's not, it's just literally our next generation of comics. <laughs> I did hear him say uh, something of the lines of not wanting to keep having to do these reboots. Like, if stuff happens, that's going to happen. So right. that means they're going to have to kind of plan a little bit better going into some of these events then. Because if there are major repercussions, you need to well, plan accordingly. Yeah. Uh, I fell down a Wikipedia hole when I read one of these articles. Um, there's an Ultraman series coming out from Marvel, and I didn't know what Ultraman was, so I googled it. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I also—he's been around for a while. Yeah, he, he. So Ultraman was a was based on a live action television series, mm-hmm. which is called Tokus. How do you say it, Anthony? Toku. I have to look it up. Tokusatsu, which is. And again, I had to Google, and it's yep. like a very specific genre of television shows where they're, they're like, it's based, all based on superheroes and like sci-fi sort of live action shows. And then there's a specific type of television ta- takusatsu show called the Kyodai Hero, which is a hero or a robot who grows in size mm-hmm. to like fight its opponents like larger than a building yeah right? yeah it's like such a very fucking specific like i kept going down like oh, yeah. they have a subgenre of a subgenre of a subgenre of all they just this stuff use the sets they use for godzilla so they still <laughs> well, got them that's it that's he what was, they wanted yeah. to do a lot of times he fought uh large monsters like right. yeah. uh kaiju so if right. you imagine yeah. power rangers the scenes where they're fighting the big villains mm-hmm. right it's um, all they, of it. Yeah, those kinds of exactly <laughs> yes. those those yep. clips because if you notice, it's all clean and uh, great cameras, and then all of a sudden it cuts to this like poorly filmed like you know there's there's you, you've seen it right? I mean, it doesn't look very well. <laughs> They're using it, perspective, uh, right? Yes, to do it mm-hmm. poorly. You're like that's just a guy in a suit, like, <laughs> and there's this like great cliffs they always film at. One of the things too is in Japan, it was such a big deal between like 
Godzilla, like all the people who wore the Godzilla costume in those old classic like eighties and nineties and stuff like that, their names are well known. Like right. they're celebrities. You know, even though we never see them, they're only in the costumes. So yeah, Ultraman yeah. was definitely a big part of that. Oh yeah, and I was like I mean, this was a show that started in nineteen sixty six. And in its first run, which was only I feel like maybe two or three years, it grossed like with merchandise, seven billion dollars, which in today's dollars would be seventeen billion dollars. Probably because there was nothing really like it. Like, uh, yeah, oh yeah, well, yeah, um, yeah. You know. I mean, you've got uh, <coughs> or they just hit Star the Trek. Spot. You got Star you know, Trek yeah. basically is the other sci-fi option back then, right? And that's pretty white bread to be honest. So it's white man going around sleeping with hot alien chicks that <laughs> are pretty close to humans with face paint on, which is kind of weird, but. <laughs> Uh, so that so now a comic book's coming out. I think it'll be. I mean, if it, I guess if it drives people to do this sort of deep dive that I just did to learn about that sort of stuff, then great. I would be interested to see how this translates into a comic book because it's very specifically a genre that's meant for live action. Uh-huh. So I don't know how that will transfer over to a drawn medium, but uh, you know why not introduce the kiddies to something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultraman's always been just outside of my, my bubble of understanding about some yeah. things. And <laughs> like, you know, I, you like, I've always been there. like, a, yeah. I've always thought, mm, maybe I'll check this out one day. Maybe I'll watch all of Godfather movies one day. <laughs> I'm just going to keep that on the back burner when I get old and have nothing to do. <laughs> when I get old and I can rewatch them because I don't remember watching them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandpa, yeah. would you like to watch Godfather again? Sure. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> he does this all the time. <laughs> Some uh, interesting C2E2 news is actually Star Wars related. Um, so we've talked in length about Rise of Skywalker and opinions and stuff. But the novelization is going to be released on March 17th. Um, but they, they sold copies at C2E2 that people could pick up. One of the things was that Palpatine was actually a clone. Um, the original Palpatine. Yep. The original Palpatine does die when he gets tossed in there. But basically... Oh, uh, you have, uh, what do they call them, acolytes or whatever, yeah. uh, create like this husk that, and the reason he's in the state he is is that it's basically not working well enough. It's not, and it's not enough to, for him to fully inhabit this body. But his force ghost has possessed this body, which is, I think that just makes it worse. I think it was okay <laughs> without the explanation from yeah. the novelization, because you're like, dang it, now this is canon. And now we have ghost hauntings yeah. and possessing... I mean, we had force ghosts, and if you watch Clone Wars and stuff with the Dark Sisters and all that stuff, those are cool. That's cool, but they're like spooky ghost things, and they're like zombie corpses. Yeah. They're not, I'm just going to steal not, this guy's body. They're not full metal alchemist, uh, spirit being... Yes. Doesn't it also suit of armor break, like, Okay, so if... Well, going into other people, too, if they can still use force powers, that gets rid of the whole midichlorian thing, because that body... I thought it was gone the spirit before. spirit doesn't have midichlorians, I thought when they started the Force does. Awakens, they were like, we don't do midichlorians anymore. They're, well, they don't, they don't really talk, talk about, about it, but it is still canon. Uh, I mean, it, it's still well, I mean, yeah. the rules. Well, all they need to do is have yeah. someone say, remember when we used to think this was science? Nope, it's religion. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's magic. It's super well, magic. space magic. They also had sound in space, you know. <laughs> and if you saw like, um, oh my god, we really need to get that. The way that the ships would stuff. turn, it was like they were skidding across a plane, like in Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. You know, completely it's unrealistic. It's like... because they were. There's some really, <laughs> there's some really cool videos that show it, like in order, how they had to do blue screen back in the day because it wasn't computer based. They were literally cutting film on top of film. They were filming mm-hmm. film. 
And so they literally were on this like old school mechanical track. That way the ship would fly the same way three times so mm-hmm. they could film it three times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, things weren't very polished back in the day mechanically. So they're kind of bumpy mm-hmm. going through the track. Um, I almost want that back. I'd rather have the bumpy, weird blue halo of the blue screen behind everybody instead of forced teleportation. <laughs> I'd take that trade. The force is ruined, Charles. I don't even want it anymore. When you can just magically heal and get stuff transported across the space and time. Yeah, infinite time. Guys act like you know how the force works. That's not how the oh, force works. Oh, we knew how the, the force problem. used to work. Now no one knows yeah. how it works. <laughs> oh, um, do you have Pokemon Sword or Shield? I did not get it. I played it. Um, it wasn't mine. Um... I, the biggest thing for me, I will say they're polished as heck. They're, they take the, back in the day, used to have IV training, and it'd be like this mysterious value that no one can actually see. Oh, you're one of but, those. You don't go for the joy of collecting them all. Well, you want the I I was the collector, best. but that was the idea is that when they introduced that, it almost like negated the work a person would do because they're like, but is it the strongest form of this? It's like... Eh, they basically got shiny. They got rid of a lot of those like really small technical things for like collector mindsets. So they're really polished games. I just can't get away from rock paper scissors, man. It's, just, it's, <laughs> it's complex. It's actually not even complex rock paper scissors. It just there's more types of rock papers and scissors. There's glue yeah. and well, we can get in a discussion about Pokemon and thoughts on that later. But they yeah, recently you guys should do a whole separate podcast uh, that doesn't involve Charles and I. No, they... <laughs> looking at the time. <laughs> they just released uh, Mewtwo uh, within the game. Mm, yes, but he's uncatchable, and that is pissing a lot of people off. For a, mm. a game that's about catching them all, you put one of the most legendary it's ones tiny. in there. It'll, you'll be able to catch him September 29th. 2026. <laughs> yeah. you if you ca- go to the domain, clicking and clicking and clicking, you can get it. Yeah, yeah. I, that yeah. Is... leap day this year was the only time that they were allowed <laughs> to catch him, yeah. and no one played on that day. Mm. <laughs> it is, it is an interesting choice because there's like, I think they're up to like eight or nine hundred Pokemon now, total. You can't actually get them all. So before in the day, you could be like, I'm gonna trade from my original Game Boy to my Game Boy Advance, to my DS, or, you know, all that jazz. I did do that at one point. <laughs> yep. You can't do that in this game. There's mm. You just literally can't get some Pokemon in the game. They just they said no. So it's a little extra jab in the open wound of big collector fans there. You still playing Pokemon Go? No. I've been trading Steve all my legendaries because I don't really <laughs> play it anymore. I'm like, you can just have everything I have. I don't care. Oh, um, last thing that I have, which, uh, and on a, a good note, so, Watchmen was amazing. Yeah. And one of the things, too, they... I don't think we mentioned this before. They have switched it from a series to limited series, which uh, pretty much miniseries is like one to six episodes. Mm-hmm. Limited series is anything a little bit beyond that, but not having other seasons. And the reason why that's important is because of the awards um, that they would be then in which categories for. So... Come award season next year, that's part of it. The good news out of it, Watchmen was amazing, but now um, because of the Tulsa race um, massacre and everything that happened that most people didn't know about mm-hmm. until this, uh, there's a, going to be, especially down in um, 
Oklahoma, they're adding it to all the curriculums uh, coming next year and all the textbooks that they have. And hopefully more states will also be doing yeah. that to really yeah. talk about a really holy Some, shit something moment. Something that a TV show shouldn't have been the thing to point out. Uh, but I guess it's good that our, it did. Our prize, like, three years ago, two or three years ago, the winning piece was actually a giant mural that someone painted of the Tulsa massacre. So, at first, that was actually where I learned about it. And I'm like, I'm a decent student of history. Yeah. Obviously, fail public, fail on public <laughs> education for that one. But, yeah, I was like, what is this about? And then you look it up, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is like a whole town of affluent black families that, you know, that they basically just bunch of white hicks got angry and started killing and burning things but there were no what do they call them babies with swords uh redfordations <laughs> yeah there were no redfordations in real life reparations well they, in the show they call them redfordations Redford. oh because of Red, Red, robert yeah. redford <laughs> he was president redford yeah <laughs> um i have one more thing okay. since this is our first podcast of march upcoming video games that are coming out oh. um obviously my favorite is uh going to be and it's march 20th animal crossing um if you spend any time in the meme verse you've probably seen many crossovers between that and doom guy so doom guy being the main character of doom they release on the same day so there's a lot of very cute little animal crossing animals killing <laughs> demons with doom guy nice. with uh, rocket launchers and such it's pretty fun um, so those are coming out. Those are kind of the big ones. Uh, there's a lot of like small stuff. MLB the show. I'm not really into sports and stuff. Uh, Nio two. So Nio one was a pretty. <laughs> Tony, your battery's dying. <laughs> Nio one was pretty big deal. People, a lot of people liked it. Um, kind of the concept of an android. Is it human and emotions and kind of that deep, uh, deep concept uh, story. Um, other than that, there's a, some weird games, Murder by Numbers. It's like a puzzle game. You solve murders through solving, like, Sudokus and stuff like oh, that. Oh, this sounds like a <laughs> game my parents probably would have gotten into. <laughs> I solved murders <laughs> through Sudoku! Yes. <laughs> they were big fans of Myst. Yep. Uh, Doom 64 is getting an official release, so the classic Nintendo 64 <laughs> Doom is getting a release on basically everything. Uh, and this is a big one, Half-Life Alex. So, oh, yeah, we talked about this briefly in another podcast. That's yeah. the new Half-Life coming out? Yeah, it's not Half-Life 3, but it made everybody think it was, and then <laughs> they pulled the... Sh uh, and they revealed it's just a VR game, mm. yeah. and it is actually a prequel to Half-Life. Uh. So it's about Alex and the... Re uh, Prequel to Half-Life 2, specifically. So. I really want them to just make Half-Life 4. Yeah. And have, when you get into it, you are seriously missing a whole part of this story, and then do a 5... And then you finally get three to see how it all ties together. And we're but... all dead by then. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the way it's going. They have made ha they made Half Life One, and then they made two, and then they made Half Life Two Episode One and Episode Two. And this is basically Half Life One Episode One or Half Life One and a Half. So they literally just picked a spot that no one really wanted to know about. Yeah. Because we still have a cliffhanger at the end of a Episode Two, but. Um, other than that, there's pretty much nothing else incredible. There's a bunch of re-releases or things going to um, other consoles, like Division 2 is going to Stadia, which, for those who don't know, St Stadia is Google's uh, cloud-based gaming. So you buy a, Go a Google Chromecast Pro and a Google controller, which hooks up through like your Wi-Fi, and 
that's it. You don't have to buy a gaming console. It's like a couple hundred. It's like Steam. Yeah, very, and it's yeah. just. But you don't even need a computer to play it. You literally just need a TV and a special Chrome, and all of the processing and stuff's done on there. It's played in playable in 4K. You better have good internet, right? Because this is all over the internet. Um, but I mean, they're playing. You're playing online games too with other people. Um, hmm. So yeah, there's. If you're into that, cool. Otherwise, PS5 and the new Xbox are coming out this year sometime. Have you ever played Arc Evolution? Yes. Uh, they just released, and this is late because they were supposed to release it January, early January. <coughs> the uh, new um, expansion pack, which is called Genesis, was just finally um, uh, released. And I just downloaded it now today. I'm excited to go home and ch- check it out. But uh, it's it's like 50 gigs of an update. I'm like, mm. <laughs> That's a game, man. Yeah. I remember thinking 50 gigs was huge. I think uh, um, back in Blu-ray, P, like beginning of PS3 days when there was the whole HD DVD versus Blu-ray, people were like, it's two Blu-ray discs. It's 60 gigabytes. And I'm like, an update is 50 now. And it yeah. doesn't even include the 180 gigabyte game we had to play. Mm-hmm. Riveting. I'll be talking about Animal Crossing when it comes out. <laughs> teal. It's all teal. It's beautiful. I all can't right. wait. Um, booze in a book this week is Hidden Society number one. Fuck you guys, I did read a book. <laughs> but I had to save it for this. Fuck you guys, I did read a book. Um, he just did it right now when he was literally not talking not for a half an hour. <laughs> I read a whole book. <laughs> And you guys think I'm making fun of him, but it, he's, that's literally yeah, yeah, what he was yeah. just doing. <laughs> Fuck you, I still read one. Um, without going too much into it, it is confusing, kind of like what you were talking about with Black Cloud. This uh, sets up this world, confusing and I can only uh, <laughs> imagine this is, uh, the Hidden Society is these magic uh, users uh, group here. Um, so we have this young magician who then kind of pops in and then meets them, and it's kind of like uh, getting in the the group together, so there, as far as plot goes, there wasn't, but it was setting up the world and the characters at least. So I really liked it. But I'm going to pair it, which was perfect from when we were out to dinner yesterday. Um, in it is going to be from Bre- Brewery Vivant. Um, damn it, where the fuck is, this is Wizard uh, Burial Ground? That shit's strong and expensive. Yes. Strong and expensive. <laughs> but do you get more, is it like more efficient to drunk town than like a, yeah. you know, for, per dollar? For sure. Okay. So if you're really getting looking to get lit on a Friday evening. I mean, it's a 10% ABV, so yeah. it's really there. It's a, it's only brewed once a year. Uh, it's a bourbon barrel aged. Um, I guess they, they, it's highly sought after when they release it because yeah. it's only made once a year. Right. Hasn't gone the way of KBS yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, this is from Brewery Vivant, so they... No, I know. I'm just saying that used to be the fervor behind KBS, yeah. right? It was limited release. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, um, yeah. Can't wait till next week to hang out with you guys again, but yeah. until then, uh, stay thirsty for noodles uh, mixed in a cheese wheel. <laughs> oh. Hmm.